0: Welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co host, Mike Stevenson.
1: Hi, guys.
0: And tonight we're doing something a little, little bit different. A lot
1: different, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, we should have done this much later on last year, but. Earlier on, anyway, Early on, but yeah. um, things kept moving around a lot. Yeah. So um, tonight we'll be reviewing the Thiever yeah. Baghdad, the 1924 Before
1: version. The Silent One. Yes, yeah. it's
0: been a long time, and I've been thinking of doing a, um silent movies for quite some time, as you may or may not know, but know that I'm a big fan of silent films, and yeah. I've and this one in particular because I like but Douglas this, Fairbanks who plays the too. hero in the story.
1: Yeah, yeah, as, as I'll talk to talk about later on, this is rather a special one as well. Yes, yeah, for for. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say uniqueness, but for its time and everything mm. else. And yeah, yeah it's
0: for its time back mm, then, mm. Um, Douglas Fairbanks, not only is an actor, he is also a stuntman.
1: He did all his own he stunts. He did all his own stunts. He's very athletic. He never had a stuntman
0: working on the production.
1: Actually, I don't think they used a lot of stuntmen back in those The, the, no, the actors didn't. did their own stunts. True, they did. Yeah, they yeah. I mean, um I oh, name, um Buster Keaton, good example. Mm. He used to do all his own stunts and he used to do some really dangerous looking and things and going, Whoa, that could go really bad. Yeah. Uh, but he did all his own stunts Yeah, here, so fortunately, is, dear
0: old Douglas here Dougie. Dougie, he's actually a very um fi- uh, fit very fit, fit ha fit fella did and you he say was- th-
1: didn't you say he actually opened a gymnasium or something or other or no
0: that was someone else that was um, a different actor I'm Another, yeah. I was speaking
1: of. oh okay yeah. Steve Reeves
0: so yeah, yeah Steve Reeves, yeah. So Steve Reeves um, he mm. also did the Thiever bag dad a lot later on, lot later on in say in um, let me see I'm checking here my facts um, he no, no, did it in 1961 61 yeah mm. uh, that was a few years later
1: An old Steve Reeves movie yeah. you know, but, I should but, mention yeah, that yeah. this
0: movie uh, made way for a few remakes along the way, yeah, using and,
1: and different versions, all like in different languages. I mean, the names mm. were sort of corrupted as well, but yeah, mm. it was still a thief made that story.
0: Yes, mm. and still, um, um, you can still find the videos on, you know, on Amazon. So. Actually,
1: I was going to say that later on, you can still get this through Amazon as a rental or a purchase or on eBay. So yeah. it's still a popular movie. Yeah, another mm.
0: remake. I like to bring to to you to use guys is the 1940s one that was um had sabu and a young kid actor who um played the thief of baghdad although he was um but this story was a little different from this one we're talking about Sabu was
1: the main star in that one but he was the street rat for the guy who became the prince. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that one was a different mm. story. Yeah, different. They just borrowed the title, if you will.
1: Yeah. It's still a thief of Baghdad, but they changed mm-hmm. it. You know, it's still love interest and everything else. Mm-hmm. And, and some naughty guys running around. <coughs> yeah.
0: <coughs> yeah. If you want to mm. look for a, re- um, a remake that can relate to this one, I would think the um, 1961 one would be a better, you know, grasp of the similar story a little yeah I think
1: the same sort of storyline Yeah. Mm. anyway so let's get back to <laughs> I'll get back to producing directing and stuff like I normally do
0: yeah so let's get into, down to this so now, who produced he, direct and screenwriter and all that stuff
1: believe it or not Douglas Fairbanks produced this movie
0: yeah he, he put up the money for he it he acted
1: in it and he wrote the story hmm. ah yeah. <laughs> yes, he did that one did you?
0: I didn't know uh,
1: that. Now, it's directed by Raoul Walsh hmm. uh, and the screenplay by Ahmed Abdullah and Lotta Woods. Wow. Now, the budget and box office, I don't know whether it was f- for its time or what it's worth. Now, I'll say hmm. it looks like it was what it cost back in those days and it was $1.1 $1. $1 million to make. Now, we're wow. going back to 1924.
0: Mm, many years ago. I would never yeah. think we would find a budget for this one.
1: Well, yeah, well, lucky. I, I, I do dig around. Uh, but the point mm, is that um, if, if this is real, that would have been a damn expensive film for its day. True,
0: true. Yes. It's, um, even what it's
1: yeah. they And mm. an
0: awesome thing about this movie, it was filmed on, say... Under uh, 35 days of filming time.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a fast... Yeah, it wasn't a big one, yeah. yeah. See, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's being, on, being on a soundstage, it does make it a lot easier.
0: Yeah, and back then, yeah. um, you didn't rely too heavily on the um, what they said too much. Yeah,
1: they didn't do a lot of location shoots for it. They did some, maybe, mm. you get the street sort of th- things happening, but the rest of the soundstage.
0: Yeah, and the yeah. rest of the time, they didn't really rely too much on too many sh- shooting, you know... Yeah. parts of it most of it did a lot of um, wide angles maybe a few mid shots here and there yeah. and maybe a, clo- a few close ups here some, and there yeah. if they're r- relevant to the story We're gonna
1: go, kissy 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 <laughs> yes yeah.
0: again that's that's relevant
1: yeah I want to go through a couple things loosely before Sarah gets into telling the story um that was obviously taken from uh, 1001 Nights Arabian uh, night's me tales mm. about a thief gee and, in ba- and the Caliph in Baghdad. Well, yeah, it f- always goes around that. And yeah, even the Laban's based yeah, on that sort of thing. Yeah, one thousand and one one from the
0: 1001 tales from uh, yeah. Arabian Night Tales. Yeah.
1: Anyway, in '66 it was selected, in 1996, the film was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress mm. as being cultural, culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. That's, wow. So, uh, Douglas uh, Fairbanks consists to be his favourite of all his films, according to his son. And mm. uh, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. is also an actor, as you're probably yeah. well aware. Now, um, uh, the major of gymnastics suited the athletic star, uh, whose cat-like, seemingly effortless movements were as much a dance as gymnastic. He was very fit man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he um he wasn't um, he, just as an actor. He was just yeah. he was also a stuntman. Yeah, but as here we go.
1: Along with his earlier Robin Hood in nineteen twenty-two, yeah. the film Mark Fairbanks transformation yeah. from genial comedy. A career in swashbuckling roles, and yes. this is one of so
0: them. So Douglas kind of made the um, he, he, he kind of made the headway for action, action heroes. heroes. Yeah, if he so, if you're looking for um, um, a reason why we have super, uh, have action heroes, the ones yeah. that are ordinary people or not ordinary. just Everybody wants a hero. Well, yeah he, Douglas is. Pretty much the um, guy that inspired that generation of actors.
1: I've got one more little thing to say before Sarah takes over. The Thief of Baghdad is now, now, here, now, widely considered to be one of the great silent films and Fairbanks' greatest work. So that's that's the reasons why we're doing this movie.
0: Yeah, this was probably one of the first ever um, Douglas Fairbanks movies I watched before. And then I start getting into it by watching Robin well, Hood well, with Zorro. and then I watched Zorro. Yeah, I haven't uh, watched the um the Three Musketeers yet. But I oh, but yeah, those three yeah, yeah. movies were pretty much yeah. my favourites.
1: Mm. But he's not very good. I mean he's a very talented man and I think his son got into right acting.
0: Mm, I heard um, about that.
1: That's Fairbanks Jr. Um, but And I read somewhere yeah. that
0: Douglas was also friends with Charlie Chaplin.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Meaning they were both in the same... Buddies. (laughs) Yeah. Meaning they they probably met from time to time and hanged out a little bit.
1: May have worked for the same studio or come across each other at the awards or... Well,
0: bear in mind, guys, this was a small studio before it expanded and grew and became so big.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'll go quickly through the list of uh, actors. I forgot to do that. Uh Douglas Fairbanks, he plays Ahmed, the Thief of Baghdad. Mm. Ahmed. Now a guy called Snitz Edwards plays his little evil offside. He's not really evil; he just looks <laughs> evil, you know. Yeah, he's you know they, they are criminals, they're street people, you know. <laughs> um, now Charles Belcher, he plays. The holy man and the narrator of the story, there is. Well, we get well, a written narration anyway. A written narration anyway. <laughs> it's a silent film, after all. Um, bear in mind,
0: it is silent.
1: We well, were telling the story at the beginning yeah, see, of it and stuff. Yeah. yeah, in yeah. the um,
0: opening prologue, yeah. Yeah. you see um, a holy man telling the story to um, a young, it, young um, village kid it, yeah. and stuff. Anyway,
1: now this is my favourite bit. Julianne Johnston plays the princess. She's now, pretty. Now, I'm... S- i look at some of the older actresses and i say well the style's different by today's standard yada 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 actually this woman um Joanne johnston by today's standards is a very attractive woman too so she she has what i, I call a universal look which transcends decades mm-hmm. um actually along with um Mae wong who played the mongol sla- uh, the mongol slave uh, she and some of the other girls who played the uh, handmaidens, they look pretty damn fine too. So they got, had a look about them which didn't say, oh, this blog's in the 20s. Yet they just had that, those nice, I don't know what the sort look of looks you call it. I'd say universal, a universal look about the not-so-period or anything, which is mm, nice. Yeah. But here we go. Uh, I won't go on the, um, too much. Brandon Hurst plays a caliph. Now, most thing. of the caliphs in these movies are
0: dingbats. Yeah, see, in the <laughs> last two movies I mentioned, the 1940s one and 1961 one, one yeah. um, they portray the um, sultan as a bit of a dim-witted
1: twit, twit up here. Uh, you either know. a young guy who is um, just a twit or an old guy who's got dementia, you know, um, that sort of stuff. But yeah, he, he, he played... Mm-hmm. Um, He wasn't as bad as the other ones, but, yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess that kind of inspired when they did Aladdin. They made the Sultan and that a little bit bit vague vague and a little bit of um, a toy-infusist.
1: Yeah, 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 that sort of stuff. But but he wasn't as bad as the other ones, but they always make him just a little bit, I can't see the forest or the trees. How wise are you running a town or a country or something or other and you don't know what to have for breakfast? Now I'm sorry, but... (laughs) Yeah, so... (laughs) Anyway, do you want to take on and tell the story now? Yes,
0: I will. So this begins in Baghdad, no doubt.
1: What a great place for it.
0: And uh, at What's the name again?
1: Bruce. No, no. uh, Ahmed.
0: Ahmed (laughs) is um, stealing per usual. He even steals a special magic rope that allows you to climb high... Tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> does that sound familiar? Yes, I know you, so? you
1: know, as fake <laughs> as you see in the bazaars and the old movies where they, the old Indian rope trick. Mm. That's another point too. Yeah, it's Arabia,
0: mm. not Indian. <laughs> yes. Anyway, does matter. So oh, matters not. So carry on. <laughs> carry on. So he and his um, associate then he- hear that. The princess who's having her birthday, her latest birthday, is going to select the husband who will rule beside her in Baghdad.
1: And Ahmed thinks I'm gonna break in there and steal some jewels and stuff.
0: Yes, he does. Aha. He eventually uses the rope and he gets in. And when he's about to steal some of the um the um treasures, um well, just so you know, the treasures are actually um gifts offerings from Princes from far away who are yeah. wanting uh, the princess's hand in marriage. So back to the present. So
1: I'd rather have the rest of her. She, she can keep her hands. So
0: anyway, um, he before he tries to snag away the um, treasures, he over he kind of hears some music coming from the princess's um, um, bed chamber. Bed chamber. Some of the um, ladies who were her servants were playing some music to send her off to sleep in a. And then he, when the girls head off on on their merry way, um, he comes in and he sees the princess, and he cannot get so get away.
1: He's got the hots for her.
0: Yeah, he couldn't. He gets closer and closer, and at one point he does. Um, is in the same same you he know same, s- frame same frame with her, same frame with her, and. And he even steals a shoe, and when he does get away, eventually, his, um... He's evil, cons-
1: evil side says, where's the treasure? Uh, yeah. And he's holding up a shoe. Yeah. It wasn't even made of gold leaf or anything. It was just a shoe. Yeah. And he's starts going, what? <laughs>
0: and then dawns on it. oh no, no, he's in love. love. Oh, oh, what a
1: waste. Yeah.
0: yeah. Soon enough, <coughs> the princes arrive and I'll give you, um, I'll tell you guys whom we are expecting. One prince is from Persia, a very big chunky type man.
1: When he sits around the house, yes. he sits around the house. <laughs> and
0: one is from, what's his name? Prince of Indies, I think it was. Mm. A very serious so, yeah. and in his mid forties man. man. Not
1: bad looking, but very, very arrogant. Yeah.
0: And finally, the Prince of the Mongols, I think. I Mongols. S-
1: yes. That's yeah. pr- up, around Tibet, I think somewhere.
0: There. Yeah. yeah, and a very Mongolia. sinister, creepy-looking man. It's
1: very oriental.
0: Yes, and he's mm. not, re- and he's bent on having Baghdad by lunchtime.
1: Well, it's in the bag, Dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he thinks that once he gets the princess's hand, he'll ha- it'll be a double fold well, for him.
1: Well, he said, I can go in there, I can take it by force, or I can actually go there and marry the princess, and I'll get it anyway. But if I don't get the princess, I'm still here, and I'll bring my troops in, I'll just take it anyway. Yeah, and take it her was, up, so. It was easy one way or the other. Yes. easily satisfied.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Eventually, Almond <laughs> um, and his um, associate they find out about this, and they suggest that they go into the um, to the to the palace, portray pretend to be a pr- he, that Almond's a prince.
1: Prince of the seven. Well, what was it? The seven seas, the Isles, and the, the seas, seven. and the seven palaces. Or, yeah, some really know. weird titling. And yeah. just say I'm from such and such brother. Again, yeah. doesn't matter. So,
0: moving on, they steal some nice um, trinkets from the uh, marketplace <laughs> fancy satins, jewelry, you name it. Yeah. And they walk in there. Meanwhile, the princess was talking to a wise girl, a woman I don't know, who prophesies the um, mo- most likely person she's going to marry. And she just says that. That whoever touches the rose in the garden, yeah,
1: the rose tree, rose
0: yeah. tree, will be her ideal As, suitor, and that's
1: where the suitors are going to come in. And pass yeah, their so horses and camels, yes, yeah, yeah, soon enough
0: all the suitors mm. arrive, and each one um, we're given a look over, and we, and the and princess all is gagging. She's like gagging, like this.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. blowing chunks, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, um... <laughs> and
0: eventually she sees that prince. Um, He's the last one who comes he in. He is. Um, <coughs> He's a she, honey. honey. And oh, yeah. she prays that that this will be the. I likely hope he man. touches my rose that dear old one of her servants, who's a traitor, yeah. who's also um, a, a Mongol, Mongol um, tells the Mongols' prince associate that if. She's the princess. Is superstitious, and if you touch the rose bush, will Then she'll be yours. So and horse
1: gets scared by a bee, and he gets thrown into the rose bush.
0: Yeah, crash!
1: Funny. <laughs> it was funny,
0: especially <laughs> yeah. the noise, the music they portray in that scene. Yeah, see, that's why I like about the um silent yeah. movies. They often portray some funny music in this. We
1: will, we will rock it! No, 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 no. no, no Something
0: sorry. really fu- um interesting that sets the mood. No. Well, that does. Anyway... Highway to hell. No, 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 so, no, no. the princess is thrilled when she sees Armin finally has touched the rosebush. Well, technically, he just fell into the rosebush.
1: <laughs> he filled all roses, didn't he?
0: <laughs> ow, oh, Joe. Yeah, but he eventually gets one of the roses, and him and his associate, they pour on mm. some sleeping draft stuff, yeah. whatever it is, in hopes of her sniffing it and passing out. But anyway... Hey.
1: A bit like Roop Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway,
0: he heads up onto a balcony, does a a sort of a Robin Hood thing if you watch Errol Flynn. What?
1: Or Robin Hood Men in Tights? No, Errol Flynn. Oh, okay. The other one. Yeah.
0: So he meets the princess and at first she acts so shy, but eventually she um, tells him about how that she that he is destined to be her husband, or what? The
1: juices are flowing now. Yeah, Home. and <laughs> he
0: try at several times he tries to give her the ro, gives that gets her to sniff the rose, but he has a second thoughts about it and he ends up harming the, the rose and un, unknown to the and, audience. And he
1: took the rose back so he she wouldn't he wouldn't do it dishonourably. Yeah. Aww. He's a really a nice guy. Eventually, yeah. the
0: Sultan calls all the princes to the, to his chambers and he announces to them that the princess has selected her suitor. And she gives a special ring that hints which one's going to be the likely suitor.
1: And?
0: And he get, hands it over to Ahmed and says, Congratulations, you are going to be our, our next Sultan. To Yada yada yada. No, wait, but Ahmed um, has uh, is feeling a rather guilty conscience now because he realised he's bluffed and he won't be able to provide anything for the princess. Can't
1: afford a palace.
0: Yeah. Can't afford a house. Even though um, he's covered with Baghdad being his the kingdom he's going to run he was
1: was going to get the palace anyway exactly
0: but still he's bluffing and he he's he's doesn't have anything to offer her eventually um i can
1: think of something
0: (laughs) yeah eventually um the um the prince of mongols gets wind that that this guy is no prince and he tells the um sultan this and this is where the um sultan gets really angry and he calls out the guards. Guards, yes. Hello. <laughs> yes. And meanwhile, Ahmed comes clean to the princess, telling her that he was no, is no prince, and he's he's no, he's lower than a, than a peasant. He's, he's, he's a he's a worthless. thief. Yeah. And, and the she princess, says, no,
1: you're not. I think you're really cute no. and and i Yeah. got she, the hot for you. And when well, the, the guards start
0: coming, she tries begs him to go because she loves him. and doesn't want to see him getting in, That's in a quick danger. romance, eh, hey, folks? <laughs> and anyway, the, um, eventually, they, the soldiers drag Armin to the Sultan and they beat him with a thousand whips. Bam, 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 bam. A
1: thousand whips. <laughs> well,
0: it was painful.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: um, the princess then calls her servant and tells her to give these some pearls that she has to each of the guards in the dungeon to release Armin into the they street. sneak
1: out, yeah. Of course, stick, stick, eventually stick,
0: stick, it stick, works, stick. and Ahmed um, is um still a little sad that what he what he has happened, and he wants to be changed his he his, wants
1: to be a normal man
0: yeah, a good well, so he ends up heading to the mosque Rich. and he meets the wise man we mentioned, <clears throat> and the wise man says that he that he'll in order to get happiness, you have to earn it, and this is the message to this movie it's sort of. Spice. you don't
1: get given it yeah. you got to earn it which is
0: fair enough eventually the sultan demands the princess to choose her next suitor And unfortunately she at first doesn't feel nah, I don't feel like I want to choose anyone and then the sultan says if you don't choose anything I'm going to choose and it's going to be my decision and you have to live with it and love uh, it
1: <laughs> i hope her father's very happy
0: eventually oh, um Jesus. her servant her husband, eventually yeah. her servant tells her um if maybe you could buy some time, get them to go on a quest and stuff like that. And wow. the princess suggests this to the Sultan. says that to get these princesses to go out into the world and find the most rarest treasures they can find.
1: And, bring back, and whoever brings back the rarest one
0: Yeah, by the, seven, the by the By the seventh moon. This by is the seventh really the, relevant.
1: Yeah, seven is a very mystical number. Mm. Yeah,
0: seven moon means seven days, if that's We'll for
1: it. I thought seven moons were, were seven people with the pants down. I'm
0: not going to answer that one. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, anyway, moving on. Eventually, um, Ahmed um, hears about this, and he heads on his way to seek um a rare treasure of his own, too. Uh, and what I you have sh- a rare treasure. Your niece and nephew. We my- know. <laughs> well, got
1: two. They're so cute. Little Amelia, my darling, is... What, she's turning six in August, and my little man, Mark, is turning four in June. They're mm. two treasures. Mm, true. Yeah. And Sarah loves them, and I love them. and Yeah. But it makes you feel old, being a grandpa. Yeah.
0: Anyway, <laughs> moving on, moving sorry, on. Sorry, 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 So, anyway, so all the priests, the um princes they meet at a special uh, special location
1: caravanserai
0: yeah and they all agreed to come back to that place and then head back together with their treasures eventually they do go on their, their their brief their separate quests and the prince mongol sends spies to both the two princes to see what their kind yeah, of gifts they're going to get
1: we get a bit of feedback
0: yeah it. The first one, the pr- prince yeah. uh, in, of Indies, um, he finds a special crystal that allows you to see the future. Yeah, well, it's
1: a, like a magic ball. Not yeah, the ma- future.
0: It yeah. just sees the, yeah, um, anything, wo- you want, anything, any, anything you want.
1: Anything you want to see. So it's, it's, it's just a big statue. To the, it's like a big... Like a crystal ball, a medium uses, yeah. and it's about like one of those, and you can look in it and say, "Oh, I can see her. I can do this. Yeah, all that sort of thing."
0: Yeah, mm. and the next prince, the prince of Persia, um, he gets oh, a, so. a a a, flying <laughs> a flying carpet. carpet.
1: And I mean, I mean, crikey, he didn't even, take, didn't even take it for a test drive. Yeah, hello, it could have been just any old rug in the rug store. You know?
0: Yeah, mm. and finally, prince of Mongols. Um, he gets a special apple that allows you to heal someone.
1: Even raise them from the dead. Mm.
0: Again, just so you guys know, even though these gifts are rare and stuff, these guys don't do squatto to get them.
1: Yeah, they get the slaves to do it for them. They, yeah. didn't even, they didn't even raise a bead of sweat
0: yeah mm. meanwhile uh um and um he does eventually find the um place that he has to go to a special cave that allows you to find the most rarest of treasures and yeah
1: he, he, sne- he seeks for all the uh yeah uh, what do you call booby traps and other good yeah special and...
0: places to go to yeah. He i won't go through the details of each of the um likely traps and. each needless to say needless to say there's some interesting bits here and there like there's a flying um winged horse i think
1: a winged horse and <laughs>
0: yeah. and some and they you get to see them um uh, film underwater i don't know if we've really they really filmed underwater i could not find information about that
1: It looked good and it looked realistic i mean that's was that's one reason why i thought this is the good i don't think it was underwater but it looked like it was underwater. Agreed. Yeah.
0: So anyway, they he eventually finds the treasure, and it was hidden underneath a uh, invisible cloak. Does that sound familiar, folks? Yep. Anyway, I so tried one of those. and it's got the special magic powder that allows you to, bam, you get what you want. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah you make, it, you, yeah, you flick some on the ground and. Or whatever, or in the air, and you wish for something, and it happens. Yeah.
0: yeah. Really good. Yeah, he uh, brings a horse, and then he brings some nice clothes that make him look like a princey. Uh, and lunch. And he... Once, a bu- a lunch, yeah, a or something And he heads on back to um, Baghdad. And meanwhile, all the princes do the same. Meanwhile, hmm. back at the palace, um, the prince of Mongols has his spy, the... Well, the yeah, um, you missed
1: something. The princess... Was poisoned. Yeah, that's what I was going to go oh, to, right. Mike. So was I hall. was going to
0: say that no, 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 no. the Prince of Mongols has the his spy, the maid servant, poison her, yeah. the princess. Not kill her. Not, Not kill, kill her. Make her made but, awfully sick. But make her sick. Anyway, back to the um to okay. the princes. They. Through the um, crystal that the Prince of Indies has, um, it showed um, that she was unwell. So they end up jumping onto the magic carpet the and they all head down to Baghdad yes, really quickly. So
1: the guy who had the crystal mm-hmm. and the guy who had the magic carpet and the guy who had the mystical apple all jumped on the carpet together to go and save the princess and make her well. Yep. Oh, isn't that nice?
0: Yeah, they eventually arrive in the nick of time and the Prince of Mongols uses magic apple and rubs it around her body, and she rises. Safe See, and day keeps
1: a doctor away.
0: <laughs> That's probably where it came from. <laughs> Eventually, she... Um, he sees all these rare gifts, and. Um,
1: and she makes a very wise statement.
0: Yeah, she quite agrees. Uh, while each of them says, "This is the rarest thing I've got. We found this one's the rarest. This one's the rarest." They're useless e- without each other. Exactly, each one was um, would have been f- uh, Usel- useless. Yeah, the guy
1: who had the magic crystal. Could see that the princess was ill but couldn't get to her easily and couldn't cure her. Mm. The guy had the magic car could fly there, but he had nothing to cure her with. And the guy had the cure, wouldn't have been able to get to the cure because he had no transportation, and he wouldn't have known she was sick because he didn't, he didn't have the crystal. Yeah. So the three things together, mm. yeah, they need each other.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, interesting. about mm-hmm. one or the other. And the Sultan then declares... But before we get to that, the princess looks into the crystal and sees um is heading back eventually, you know, on t- you know, with all of the treasures that he that he mentions, mm-hmm. and she's thrilled about this, but then she decides that she must buy some more time so she suggests to the sultan to her father that sleep may, on it. yeah to sleep on it and discuss <laughs> it in the, the morning bread, dear father dearest okay <laughs> and the prince of mongols who he's
1: getting get really crappy oh he's like in seven moons
0: yes and he's <laughs> um in a way tries to um use this as time to gather his forces to yeah
1: he'd been he'd been getting his troops in yeah. Secretly?
0: Secretly under cover of darkness or something. Well, and cover, of, cover of dark
1: and pretend to be porters and different things. But yes. actually
0: that could be it. Yeah,
1: oh would. Yeah. Mm. So uh, yeah. anyway, back to Carry the on. story. Carry he on.
0: agrees with the Sultan and suggests they sleep on it. Later that night the um they invade the um his forces eventually invade Baghdad and and Caught, got the sultan and the princess thrown in the dungeon, and planning to have them executed eventually. And then, eventually, who well, before uh, we can get that, eventually, um, um, eventually, hears from a few um, merchants who were just traveling by after he settled down to get some water and what and the essentials on the way. He, they tell him that Baghdad is being invaded, so yep. he jumps on his horse and, ri- and ri- rides and rides. To Baghdad. Yeah. Eventually, he does arrive, and then he wishes for a, a millions well, of army well, troops. Not millions,
1: but a, a, a lots of army troops. He from powder on the, meant powder on the ground, and troops were appearing, and he had a lot more um, troops. Than the Mongol uh, prince had, yeah, the Mon- and they 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 battled each yeah. other, and guess who won? Yeah, some not of
0: the, the Mongol, Mongol some of the Mongol troops panicked and even re- ran because they
1: saw these guys being conjured up from nothing. Yeah, he, I'm not yeah. going to fight a demon. Or yeah, whatever. meanwhile, the yeah. prince of
0: Mongols. What plans to flee on the magic carpet that with Mongols the water? Yeah, yeah, and he and <laughs> eventually he tries to take her and luckily enough Armin with the magic of the invisible cloak was able to get inside the castle and was able to save the princess.
1: Yay.
0: Eventually um, the Mongol Prince and his associate they end up getting what they deserve.
1: <laughs> well, he gets beaten up and he yeah. gets sent away he gets sent home he's horsey.
0: No, uh, actually no. he doesn't. He acts ex- they tie their special um what do they call those, um Those um, those special um sort of um, their their pigtails and end up putting them on a very high flagpole. Yeah, I I
1: forgot that, but yeah, it was (laughs) hilarious. Horse before. Eventually,
0: the sultan Mm. and the princes they arrive Mm. and all the royals and they're all thrilled. And the sultan finally gives the Ahmed his blessing to marry his daughter. Even though he wasn't
1: really a prince, he acted princely. Yes, and and actually, didn't that happen? In the cartoon version, when Aladdin huh? saved everybody, yeah. didn't they say uh, he was granted yeah. everything? Of course, he was a good guy. He had a he had a good he good, had a good heart and good motives and everything. Yeah. And some of the other movies do the same thing. You are a prince by your actions.
0: Yeah. Yes. So oh. back ah. to the story. Uh, all the royals are thrilled, and and then the princess suggests <laughs> that. That they should flee because they want to get they some, time. No, oh, no. To get some get, time, get some time alone. Get. So they, um, Prince, so um, Almond and her sneak away under the invisible cloak and fly out on the carpet. magic carpet. See? Then we uh, we close with our wise man talk, telling the final bit of the story and saying happiness is has to be earned. Yes, the with special message in this story, as yes, I mentioned, in that last and. The end.
1: Da, 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 rolling credits now.
0: Again, as I said before, guys, I love silent films, and Douglas Fairbanks is my favourite silent film actor.
1: Well, he, like you said before, he's one of the first action hero type guys.
0: Yeah, the first one. And
1: that's what people wanted. I mean, back in those days, who wants to see a drama or slapstick comedy every time we go to the theatre? It was something a bit different. It is. And he gave him something different. I and mean, he spent a mozza. Yeah. A Buckler is the most expensive movie ever made. Um, the most expensive film was made in the 1920s. Mm. And now it says 1,135,000, yada, yada, yada. You must have but raised the all point, the money. I don't know if that was their dollars back in the 20s or yeah, a revised sum, but when you think about it, in the 20s. That's a lot of money. That's, mm-hmm. that's like a, maybe $100,000, hundred thousand dollars Yeah, so to know,
0: this movie is about yeah. two hours long, which I imagine there was intermission if you were well, going to watch it. Well, they may have
1: done an intermission back in the day because most of the, the films back in those days were shorter. Yeah. So And they have something like a, a short movie and a featurette in the cartoon yeah. and have a break. Yeah, like you mean the featurette in the cartoon, then the main feature. Mm. They might have had to have a break in this, yeah. Yeah, mm.
0: true, true. But anyway, anyway, and um, unlike today's movies, where some movies nowadays would either be two hours or one hour and a half long these days, depending well, on the average,
1: the, well, the average well, the average movies about one and a half hours, but the better movies go up towards about two, and the extremely really really good ones go to about two to three hours.
0: Or well, the extremely yeah. boring ones. Well, then the, no,
1: but if you got a really good action movie, but I mean, look, you go back in the olden days. Gone with the Wind, I think, went for about after three hours. Mm. That was a long movie. It's a long... Sit- there there's an intermission in it. Mm. Now, you didn't want to have people leaving the theatre and then you've got 15 minutes to go for a pee, get some food and get back to your seat you know, mm. all the time. So can you yeah, imagine um, yeah. the
0: line at the toilet? I can. I need a whiz! Mm. I mean,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. But, but, but nowadays, I mean, you, see, things like your, your, your Star Wars, mm. they're long movies. Not long enough. They were. Well, Harry Potter movies, they were long.
0: Long, but not long enough. They weren't...
1: They were not an hour and a half. Yeah,
0: they were.
1: They were long. Well, some of the movies... I mean, actually, The Deathly Holler is broken up in two parts. That's what I mean. Yeah, so... Yeah, they could have been so put together, a... would have been a long movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. the uh, box office wouldn't allow that.
1: No, it would make more money that way. Mm-hmm.
0: No. Um, Eventually, yeah. so as I was saying, guys, um, I do think silent movies are a wonderful yes, yes. source of yeah. stuff to get into and get some not interesting inspiration from. And
1: the thing really that sticks out is almost 100 years old. Whew. You think about the film industry. It's been going for over 100 years. It's, I think it started in the 1800s, to late 1800s. Mm. Um, and how far it's come. And you go back, these guys, see, this was done on a soundstage, mainly. Yeah. If not all of it. And the point is, there's no CGI. Every special effects trick they use had to be done manually, mm. really manually. Yeah. Fire, it was fire. Mm. They might have done a bit of layering or something mm. or other. But yeah. Apart from that, it was it, yeah. a fire next to the guy. It was a fire next to the guy. Yeah, As I said
0: before in the past, yeah. when, we, when we reviewed Cecil B. DeMille's Ten Commandments and how yeah. he did a silent version of the Ten Commandments years back earlier. before the, earlier, <laughs> um, it's interesting how they were able to create the stuff with only a, either um, a limited amount of special well, effects were yeah, limited mean, now. They had a bit of
1: layering of the film. Mm-hmm.
0: True.
1: Uh, and in that one festival, so the, the second one he did, um, he did things like re- use the rear projection behind people to get a really good shot. Like with the ladies there, when the, you know, the, the storm clouds were playing the Red Sea and stuff, mm. they're using rear projection there. Um, they did special film shots for the part of the Red Sea and did it in a pool in a car park. Mm. Uh and they just did things turn cameras sideways, whatever, and they 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 merged the films together somehow or other and it looks like they're actually going through the Red Sea. I mean, crazy. And they didn't have CGI. It was yeah.
0: Yeah, anyway, I just think it's an awesome it's take. Great. Yeah. I mean, this these guys had limited um special effects stuff, but they had they used what they had. Yeah. Or- and
1: what they had is common sense, imagination. And they cross the fingers. Cross the fingers. not I hope this works.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I look at the um, yeah. carpet scenes in this, I do think they look rather incredible. Well,
1: actually, you, you look at the carpet scenes and other things like that. Now, some of the things like the flying horse looked a bit average. Rich. It looked like transparency and different things, whatever. But crikey, there's no such thing as a flying horse. Yeah. What did you expect?
0: Yeah, if you <laughs> yeah. watched the um, 1961. Um, They did a flying horse in that one. And I thought the wings attached to the horse looked so real. They look
1: real. But we know they weren't real. But, yeah, it looked great.
0: I mean, you would think there would be at least something there, like a...
1: A bridle or something, holding it or something. Something there. But you don't. It looks so real. Mm -hmm. And so that's what these special effects guys, Um, directors, everyone. i got a vision. Let's create it. And they do it. They go, wow. And and I today you've got so many things they use. Uh, yeah, to make products, things a little CGI easier. And whatever, and to make
0: life a little easier, Yeah, but if back you in
1: will. those days it was all hard yakka. Yeah, and back then yeah.
0: they had to sit in studios and try to discuss how we're going to do this.
1: Yeah, I want this to be raining frogs. <laughs> Let's go get a couple of dozen frogs and throw them at people. Yeah. Well, take the birds. Mm-hmm. Well, this bird's bird lady, uh, Tippy Hedron went upstairs in the attic there. Yeah, they had to get real birds. And they got real birds and they're throwing birds at her. <laughs> she, mm-hmm. You know, she passed out,
0: really. She was
1: scratched and damaged.
0: And was- she had to go to um, a psychiatric <laughs> clinic to, yeah. cl- to get over a bird fright. But, yeah,
1: and then she came off back on set the next day to do more filming. Mm. And you go, wow. That's yeah. what I call reality. <laughs> I
0: gotta admit, though, I do like that. Like people like Douglas Fairbanks, um, Tip. What's his name? Tippi Hedren. Yeah, I like the dedication. That's yeah, what I like about exactly fil- right. About actors, they they know how to um, continue working on a film without um, giving up. Yeah. And seeing as this, um, p- that Douglas was doing the producing, he wasn't. Um, sh- he wasn't gonna walk away. He wasn't walking away.
1: Had a lot of money put into it.
0: Yeah, but mm. meaning he's not going to walk away. I mean, it's nice that he put um, both a little work into the film too. He yeah, a lot of work.
1: Mhm. No, very tall man.
0: Yeah, meaning even if the the um, stunt was really dangerous, um, he it allowed him to do it because he wasn't afraid. But he looks so it. fit.
1: He looks. I mean, he looked like yeah. it wasn't an effort because mm-hmm. he was so fit, strong. He's really, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he was a very fit man and he could do it all Mm, yeah yeah. he'd do the running and climbing and jumping and fighting and whatever yeah and he wouldn't bat an eyelid Mm -hmm. take two i don't think so he just did it properly the first time around don't worry about take two in Mm. in a lot of instances
0: yeah so Mm -hmm. do you want to rate this one now well almost
1: finished um
0: oh did did they have any reviews on it i don't know if they did no
1: it's 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 i don't think you're gonna find any reviews going back that way uh, that that far back However, however, um, like I said before, um, it's got a lot of awards, um, late later awards, you know, like best movies, that sort of stuff, and best actor. Uh, well, no, just you know, the movie, like the 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 copy uh, in the uh, library thing in, in America, yeah, oh. yeah, that sort of thing. That's that's like it's a they're acknowledging the fact that it was a damn fine movie. Um, but in June two thousand eight, the American Film Institute revealed its top the ten the top ten films in uh, American yeah, genres, mm. and um, the Thief of Baghdad was the ninth best film in the fantasy genre. Mm. So it actually made it in the top ten. Ooh, uh, that's cool. even by in two thousand eight. Uh, yeah and Congress blimey uh, library that uh, library that the government has they've they've preserved it that's nice because I think it's aesthetically and historically and yada yada, yada. Uh, they've done all that so I would say back in those days people were poor hmm. they didn't have TVs had a bit of radio they would have gone to pictures yeah the theatre I, um, I
0: didn't know how much yeah, uh, the films yeah. were back then obviously. well it would have
1: been cheap they'd say you don't make a lot of money at the box office back in those days not like you would now because mm. people don't have their money so it was dumbed down to a level that people would afford to go to the theater true so what happened is you would have a lot of people maybe saw it mm. but we don't know what the box office was
0: mm, true
1: the money i've got here uh, it says for um box office i think it was more for, that was more of home media side of it mm. because they don't know what did box office there 100 years ago mm. there's no records I see. yeah um so I would say a lot of people saw it and enjoyed it. and um, yeah, they yeah, came, yeah, even
0: though they didn't um, reach their box office goal m- well, we number. We don't know, we don't know. Hmm. Even to pay off the young um, No, we so. don't know.
1: <laughs> I said, well, I don't know for the third time hmm. or fourth time. I don't know because there's no records. I think the figures here are the home media side of it. Mm-hmm. Then we don't know what did because there's no records. That's it. Yeah. So anyway, irrespective.
0: Shall we um rate it now because I um, think I can't awake. think
1: of anything else. Oh, any of you guys who are wanting to get a copy of this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's available on Amazon as a rent buy, so you got both choices mm-hmm. and on, on eBay. And if you look in different countries, you have got your own local sort of um buying like, uh buying sites whatever you probably find them there too it's still mm. widely available
0: yeah and if you guys mm. have already watched both 94 version and the 197 1970- Sixty-one version, and haven't watched this one before. I advise definitely check it out because this is where it all began.
1: It's it's, it's always good to go back to the roots occasionally and see yeah. where if from, yeah. If you're an independent
0: filmmaker or an actor wishing to get into stunt doubling, it's always good to find out how far people go in the yeah. industry back
1: now, then. And saying that, do not shy away from the fact that it's an old black and white. Silent movie.
0: You can get a lot of enjoyment out There's of it. There's a lot of good
1: movies. I mean, this is a good one. Uh, Metropolis is another good one from Fritz Lang.
0: Nosferatu.
1: Nosferatu. Uh, Two. <laughs> who? Yes, we have Nosferatu. We have Nosferatu today. No, um,
0: don't, uh, don't worry. He's, um, a yeah, not, movie. he's watched um, Mel Brooks.
1: And also you've got the, t- the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari.
0: Top movie. Yeah, but these and
1: are really yeah, old movies. And the Cabin um,
0: um, of Carver,
1: <laughs> Um
0: that has a awesome twist. In fact, it has oh, the don't best... Don't tell them
1: again, Tw- we, might, we might want to review this. <laughs>
0: true, true. But you've got to admit, Mike, that this one kind of dabbled with twist endings. And this yeah. has probably inspired a lot of people out there like to, stuff. to develop a twist ending to yeah. get people to... The master of
1: suspense. And it and the ending of Caligari, you didn't see it, that ending coming. It was so brilliantly executed, yeah, see these people had an no idea. we just they just have the technology that we have today to put it together yeah, so, and yeah. while
0: mm. these guys may be thinking most of the most of those uh, movies deal with symbolism and stuff like that, um there's nothing wrong with symbolism no.
1: and actually Caligari was very what's the word um not a satiric, uh, weird, uh, um, there's a word for, uh, I, I, I can't think of the word, it's, it's done on we, weird, the sets look weird. Um, a, um,
0: I get what you mean, Mike.
1: Well, it's <laughs> like, like an abstract, but there's a word for it. Um, surrealism. Surrealism, yes, uh, surrealism, a very surrealistic type movie, that's what, yeah, and that, because obviously it's supposed to be due of the theme of the movie. That's what I mean. Uh, most uh, th- me- mentally deranged people. Yeah, I think so that surreal. one. I yeah. think
0: that um, if you look back, you might find that um, one of the surrealisms. Um, and that there was a filmmaker who dabbled in surrealism, <laughs> and all that stuff.
1: Who oh. was that? He said knowingly. I
0: don't remember his name. Sorry, uh-huh. I'm bad with, with names. Was
1: Salvador Dali back in those days? That bit early for him. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I think he was associates with him. So, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was probably one of the inspirations yeah. of so working Daly's together. Cra-
1: uh, was a, I would say, crazy man. He was wide a bit differently. He was a very strange man. Uh, he would he would love this sort of stuff.
0: I gotta admit, it's interesting yeah. how long he's he's been around for. He was well, even. I don't even, think he's Randy
1: Moore. No, no,
0: <laughs> but he met Alice Cooper um, back in the eighties. Back was it? in the eighties, yeah, and he was
1: an old man then.
0: And he was an old man, mm. and yet he he made his um an artwork based with um, Alice was that Cooper. The three dimensional one. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, three
1: dimensional yeah, 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 yeah. one. Mm, yeah
0: be surprised how far Salvador Dali came, you know.
1: Salvador Dali was not afraid to try something new. He did, what, he did sculpting, he did painting, he did film making. What else did he do?
0: Oh, a lot of things. Everything, yeah. So he, Even yeah. advertisements.
1: Move over and he will hold. Cannibal suit, tin. not good enough. No. Anyway, so as I anyway, was saying. Going. I'm going to give this, honestly, um, in its own genre, I'm going to give it a 10. Mm.
0: I'm going to give it a, um, a 10, too, for different reasons, because I do think this movie is worth seeing. It is. It's good. And it gives you, um... And I'm um,
1: encouraging you guys to go see it. It encourages you guys
0: it. to go outside the box sometimes. Yeah.
1: You'd be surprised. I mean, like I said, sit down there with an open mind and watch it and say, ooh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see what Douglas Fairbanks was trying to do in this movie.
0: Mm yeah i know that filmmaking has changed over the years but but silent films uh offer people but that was um, a jumping off point true did you know the guys that apart from um douglas fairbanks the other person who ever did his own stunts would have been george Lazenby in james bond (laughs)
1: that that was later on (laughs) yeah but see you look at um oh who's that guy i mentioned before um a lot of the guys, uh, Buster Keaton, he did all his own stunts yeah, and uh, a slapstick, mentioned him. and he did some really dangerous-looking stuff so there. Yeah. In other words, yeah.
0: guys, um, no check, this, check out the silent films, and you may be surprised. You may find something you've never seen before, yeah. and you may even find that um, doing it by stra- scratch could be good for a film. Yeah,
1: do it the hard way.
0: Not, yeah, and not always the. Um, easy way of going to directly to special f- CGI, um, CGI. Yeah, yeah. um just remember guys um, it's always good to go back to old hey, ways of filming and have a
1: think about this back in those days there wasn't too much stock footage around you made your own footage up
0: true true ah, and I yeah. do miss that a lot of people back in the old days they relied on prosthetics and other stuff to yeah. to make the film more incredible yeah,
1: yeah, do you? about, yeah, even yeah. Though
0: if it it does look very crummy but it's still well, creative not, not
1: crummy just not as good as it does look today but yeah. they mm-hmm. did the best I mean look at um ah oh, come on Lon Chaney now you talk about prosthetics mm. Lon Chaney senior was to me the original king of makeup he would go to the studios with his little makeup box say look and they said we're looking for an Indian a Chinese man whatever who picked the most unlikely one there? Because there was a Chinaman there, there was an Indian there, whatever, and he'd make himself up to look the part. Mm. And it's okay, you got the role. So yeah. he got a lot of roles by making himself look like different nationalities yeah. and whatever, or some creepy guy yeah. or whatever. Interesting yeah. thought, guys.
0: Mm. Um, the thing that when he was doing Phantom the Opera, he kind of sticks some stuff he, up yeah, his nose. Uh,
1: yeah, to hold his nose up, and that would have been very painful.
0: Yeah, bear in mind, he, mm. he that would have... Yeah. Um, I think it caused a nosebleed at one point. Oh, it did, yeah. yeah. It hurt,
1: hurt, hurt him a little he, bit. Yeah.
0: Bear.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that's mm. the way it is. And I, and I think they, when he did the hunts back,
0: mm.
1: I think the, he had a strap. Harness wrapped around his body to pull him over, mm. and that would have done his back a lot of damage. <laughs> but, but he, he made it work.
0: Yeah. So yeah, tell him So again, guys, you can always go beyond your imagination or go be- stretch the boundaries in filmmaking. Um, not too much, because if you do, if it's too much, you could end up hurting someone. It's, it's,
1: look, it's like a magician. You know, he knows what he wants the people to see. Mm. And then he figures out how he's going to make it happen. And that was the same as the old film makers. I know what I want the people to see, how I'm going to make it look real.
0: Yeah, same and thing. as Mike would mm. tell you, um, if it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. Yes.
1: Yeah. And if it's in frame, you don't want it. Tough. There it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think that's about it because I'm I'm rambling here and there.
1: Oh, we like rambling.
0: So, um, I hope you guys like this latest um, movie review. So, um, I definitely go check out um, this movie or any other silent movies. I'm not going to tell you which well, ones. We might
1: do a few more. Yeah, not, not week after week, but we might drop one in. We might and do if you, Caligari, And Metropolis, if you can, yeah. guys,
0: uh, feel free to comment below. Tell us which of the, of the Thieves of Baghdad that really interests you most. It doesn't have to be this one. It could be the other two I mentioned. Yeah,
1: The Steve Reeves
0: one isn't too bad. Yeah, and the nineteen uh, forties one. I. Sabu. Sabu. Yeah, yeah. The young kid actor. Yeah.
1: By the way, any of the, any of these reviews we do, if you, any comments uh, we like, and if you have got any suggestions on movies that you might like us to review, would be very nice occasionally. Because yeah, we can, I can, we I've got a library. I can just go through a Sarah keep me going for the next. Ten, fifteen, twenty years, oh. uh, but you might want to know all my movies. You want to do? You might you might want to hear about something that you want to know about, not yes. what we want to tell you. So,
0: mm. um, that's about it for tonight, guys. So this is Sarah Stevenson
1: and Michael
0: saying we'll see you guys for the next podcast, guys. Looking forward to it. Bye for now. Bye.